This is the Squared Ham Podcast. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the host and guests and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with in their professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions expressed are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, fraternity, business, company, or a specific individual. Now, on to the show. Morning, morning time. I am Mike Schaefer, and welcome to The Squared Ham. It is Thursday, November 7th, 2019. This is episode 2, Longer School Days. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about longer school days. I originally had another topic I wanted to discuss, but this one caught my attention. My normal routines in the morning is I wake up, make some coffee, turn on the television, go to a certain channel, and watch some news. Then I switch to another channel and watch that news. In today's age, you just can't watch just one channel because of the extreme bias that exists on those. And then I like to jump on different podcasts and uh, listen to the news that are going on there as well. So that way I get a pretty good uh, overall picture of views from the right, left, middle, wherever we may be listening. Well, one of the main discussions today, it appears that uh, Senator Kamala Harris has introduced a bill that will extend kids' school day to at least 6 p.m. Well, there's a lot of pros and cons on this, and uh, let's just take a look at one of the articles that I read here. I looked it up online, and uh, again, looked at a couple different sources, and this one uh, news source, they're, they're not paying me anything, so I'm not going to quote them, but uh, they, they write that parents spend thousands of dollars each school year in aftercare expenses. So Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat of California, has proposed a bill that hopes to change this. Harris's proposal would extend the school day from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is several hours longer than a typical school day. The plan also calls for schools to only close for weekends, federal holidays, and emergencies, in addition to the summers off. Her rationale is that aligning school and work schedules is an economic growth and child development strategy. Additional hours would not mean teachers would be mandated to instruct for longer periods or that students would be seated in their desks for longer periods. Hold on. Read that again. The additional hours would not mean teachers would be mandated to instruct or that students would be seated at their desks. Staffers, however, would likely have to work more and would be paid accordingly. So we're going to keep the kids in school longer here, is what this article is saying, but we're not going to teach them anymore. This is what she's proposing. Harris said that if the bill passes, it would first start as a pilot program in roughly 500 schools nationwide. Schools with a high percentage of low-income families would most likely be the first to participate in the pilot initiative. Participating schools would be eligible to receive up to $5 million over a five-year period after the pilot concludes. The educational department would be tasked with putting together a report and analyzing student performance, teacher retention, and parental employment. So we're looking here at 500 schools nationwide piloting this, each getting a million dollars a year 
for five years. We're looking at $500 million a year that we, the taxpayer, are most likely going to be paying, right? We all know government doesn't make money. They take ours. This bill lacks details, as Harris wants to give schools the purpose to shape it in a way that works best for their school. If the bill passes, schools will be asked to fine-tune the particulars by requesting that parents, teachers, and other community leaders participate in surveys after the first year to find the best approach for their schools. So as I read her bill and I looked over it, it really, she spells it out. It's not going to require teachers to teach more, and it's not going to require the students to be in their seats learning more. So it appears to me that all we're doing is moving child care from the pockets of the parents to the school to fund, which ultimately comes back to all taxpayers to fund child care, not just those that have the children. So those that own their homes and paying school taxes and, and whatnot are going to be paying more. Where my children go to school, and they go to public school, recently the school has started offering free lunches and I use that word loosely, free lunches to all students who attend. The students had been receiving free breakfasts in the morning, but now all students are getting free lunches. Well, initially, we were, we were kind of happy about that because, you know, you don't have to worry about lunch money and putting money on their account and the kid going to school and, and not having money on the account and, and getting, you know... Um, bad notes sent home and warnings. So it kind of alleviated some of that where we forget to put money on their, their account or whatnot. But ultimately, of course, our property taxes have gone up. Now, in the area where I live, um, you've got some really nice home areas and folks that own homes. But not even equally, probably three times as many folks in the area do not own homes. They rent either a home, apartment, or something of that sort. And so they don't pay the property taxes. So the majority of the folks, I, I dare say lower income poverty folks, you know, of course, aren't going to be paying. This is all free for them. But the folks that have had homes and, and done things and had children, their taxes have gone up. Many of these homeowners are now retired. Their children have gone on. They've paid their taxes for their children. Well, now they're still, unfortunately, being forced to pay taxes for others. Found an article here uh, from Walden University. Like most universities, it tends to 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 lean left. But it, it's a it's an article that they wrote on longer school days. And let me let me go ahead and just uh, read that for you. Children in the U.S. spend an average of 6.64 hours in school for 180 days a year. Given that U.S. students' test scores lag behind the scores in other developed nations, the question has to be asked. Should we be devoting more time to K-12 through education? The answer is not as simple as some may think. There are good arguments in favor of and in opposition to longer school days. Here are some of the pros of longer school days. There's more time for instruction. The number one reason for lengthening the school day is to provide teachers with more time for instruction. Over the last century, humans have required a staggering amount of knowledge and understanding. It makes sense that we now need to spend more time educating children, especially in the STEM fields, where knowledge is advancing rapidly and where job opportunities remain plentiful. If the U.S. is to stay competitive globally, we must produce an educated populace. Extending the school day could be an important step towards securing a strong future. This study right here says more time for instruction. 
Well, we look back at the, the bill that was just proposed. Teachers are not required to teach. Hmm. Another pro. It's more in tune with the modern world. The six-and-a-half-hour school day and the long summer break most schools take originated at a time when children had to help work farms and ranches. But keeping with this outdated calendar makes little sense in the information age. If we want to move forward as a nation, we should ensure our children study in a way that complements modern lifestyles and needs. Okay, there's, it makes a little bit of sense, you know. They don't need to work the farms anymore, so. But, you know, here we are still doing daylight savings time. Another pro, it's easier on the parents. Many schools dismiss students in the mid-afternoon hours before most adults have to leave for work. To fill the gap, working parents have to arrange for child care, enroll their kids in after-school programs, or simply work less. This can cause a lot of headaches and financial stress. A longer school day can help alleviate some of the childhood burdens parents currently face. So as we summarize this one, this is a saying it's just easier on the folks with the child care because most families have, you know, both parents working or single parents, you know, um, likewise. Some of the cons, the study says, of a longer school day is that based on their data and all their analyzing that they've done, there is no direct correlation between longer days and higher achievement. Wow, no correlation. While studies have found that longer instruction time can improve achievement, the correlation is not exact and depends on other factors, such as classroom environment, quality of instruction, and student ability. In short, it's likely that longer school days won't be an effective way to raise achievement without other factors already being in place. Supporting this notion is the fact that U.S. teachers already spend more time in the classroom than most other developed nations, many of which have higher student achievement. Additionally, it raises costs. Keeping students in school longer require a lot of additional expenditures, including teacher salaries and facility upkeep. It's possible that changes in teaching strategy improvements in educational materials could offer a much more efficient way to boost academic achievement. Another one is it limits times for other activities. From sports to music to dance, many children participate in extracurricular activities designed to teach them new skills and enrich their lives. A longer school day could make participating in extracurricular more difficult. It can also reduce the free time children need. Well, you know, I uh, got my thoughts on this. Um, you know, longer days if it was productive. You know, they talk about longer days, 5, 6, 7 o'clock. I can tell you my children come home every day with homework. And if they were afforded an opportunity in school to do their homework, I think they would be outstanding. Um, many times children come home, a math, algebra, a uh, some subject, and sit down and they stare at it and they're struggling and they have a hard time working on it. And mom, dad, can you help me? It, it's been uh, several years since, since some of us have been in school. The way they teach math and these other things, uh, it's slightly different. And uh, some of the other subjects aren't different. We've, we've quite honestly forgotten. So the bottom line is, many times, we are unable as parents to effectively help our children accomplish the homework. What better way to provide an hour or two after school, maybe a homeroom setting or somewhere where there's a teacher instructing, where the child actually would do that homework that was assigned with someone right there to assist them and keep them on track and any, answer any questions they might have during that time frame. Because they're going to have to do that homework anyway. Uh, my daughters, who, who live in, in Jersey with their mother, my ex-wife, they are very active in sports. Many of their sports um, take place right after school. 
And then when they get home, they are stuck again with that homework scenario. So many folks complain, well, what about extracurricular activities? You know, what about sports? Well, you're just going to have to move them back. The amount of time spent with school activities, school, homework, sports, etc. really encompasses the same block of time. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'd like to hear from you. Give us a shout out. Squaredham at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, you can spend your time searching for light or you can become the light.